0: how y'all live
1: oh what's going on everybody it's it's i'm gonna say it's a little bittersweet to be back i mean i'm happy to be back we've been off for a couple weeks this time my doing um my my son was sick and you know dad first so you know absolutely to, and i and, and you know wes understood 100 percent. and uh you know i just needed to do what i had to do to make sure that you know my son was good and now here we are back, and you know had a lot of exciting plans of you know things we were going to talk about and stuff to discuss, but then some really <clears throat> tragic, just really tough situation happened. I'm sure people are going to know where we're going with this, and um, that is we are going to start with talking about Damar Hamlin. Of the Buffalo Bills, uh, the 24-year-old safety um, for, you know, if there's anybody who doesn't know and is hearing this for the first time, I'm just going to give a little brief recap as to what happened. And then, you know, Wes and I will just have a conversation about it. But uh, very early on in the game, in the first quarter of the uh, high stakes game between the Bengals and the Bills, uh, 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin tackled Bengals receiver T. Higgins, taking him to the ground. Hamlin stood up after the tackle and took two steps, but then collapsed to the turf. Uh, Higgins was not hurt on the play. Hamlin then went into cardiac arrest and was administered CPR and his heartbeat, his heartbeat was revived on the field. He was then taken to the hospital in critical condition. Uh, the, all the information and and everything else we're going to talk about, we've gotten a little bit more from, you know, from his family and from the bills organization as a whole. And, uh, you know, even though I just talked about that quickly, this was by no means like a, a quick ordeal and like to witness all this happen in, in real time uh, was wild. And, you know, really the collision at, at first didn't really look like much, you know, it didn't look like anything that would, would rile you up. It was two guys collide. And you do notice after the fact that the collision did happen directly on his chest, directly over his heart. Um, and like, like I said, he got up right away, took a couple steps and then just fell over. And, you know, myself personally, because I was watching Wes, uh, Wes was actually, he was doing something else at the time. He wasn't able to see, um, You know, I I didn't think much of it. You know, I thought it was just like anything else, you know, maybe a neck injury is what I was thinking at first. Um, But then what really got me was the longer I was watching the coverage and you started seeing players on both teams starting to cry. And then you saw the entire Buffalo Bills team, you know, not necessarily huddled around him, but in a giant huddle all praying together. And that's when I was like, okay, something really bad is happening here.
0: Yeah, don't... you don't you don't normally see um teams pray like in the middle of the field like that. Um it it's a very rare event. Like one of the first times I remember it was uh back <clears throat> excuse me, back in the 90s on a Thanksgiving game. There was a player from the Detroit Lions who actually broke his neck. Stingley? I don't
1: Stingley? believe his name.
0: I'm, I'm trying I don't remember. remember.
1: You're I remember so I oh, we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's
0: but I mean, that yeah, was the first time at least know. I remember something like this. Um, yeah, it's
1: something you don't normally see. I mean, and th- I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing that you, that you don't generally see stuff like this. I mean, the worst of what we've seen in the last little bit, you know, Ryan Shazier comes to mind and I watched that uh, one live. Um, so did I. So did I um, to watch that happen was rough. Uh, Once upon a time, um, Ryan Clark. um. Even, you know, and granted, luckily, knock on wood, he's okay. even even recently to to a lesser degree to that one concussion when he just really seized up. And it's just it's tough to see. But and we were just talking about, you know, right before we actually cut on to record how. You know, being a really, you know, being a being a sports fan. You know, you get desensitized to a lot, almost to the point where. You know, I do my best to not do it. I'm sure a lot of people do, but some people do fall into it. Is that you forget about the humanity? You know, like it's you get so wrapped up in in these sports, like you some people forget that there's a real human element to this thing. Like these aren't just robots that are out here for our entertainment. Like yeah, it's, like
0: people people think of it as like the rivalry. You know what I mean? And like I mean, hate, yeah. hating that person, hating that team, yeah, but. Yeah, like when something like this unfortunately happens, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you said, dude. You I mean you see the you see the human. You know I mean the human element in the game, and
1: it's in a, and in a very <clears throat> dark moment. There was so much good to see, and I want to get to that. I want to get to that first before you know we we cover some of the bad. But f- first off, I mean hats off to the medical staff because. This was this was not like I said, this is not what you see in, in football or whatever all the time. This was not an ACL. This was not, you know, someone got their neck cranked or someone got stepped on or something like this was legitimately something where every single second was crucial to this man still being alive. Yes. So and for this to not have happened in like, uh, you know, like a doctor's office or a hospital setting, like having this happen in real time in a football game to see how. Everybody on that medical staff was able to come together and get this man the the attention that he needed to get him revived, to get him in the ambulance, to get him to the hospital. They are. They are heroes, times a million heroes Top times notch. a million, those guys and those men and women. um, And, you know, so, so that was great. And we're going to speak a little bit on his his charity because that's a, another part of the good. And and uh, if you if you don't mind, I can get
0: into that right away unless you have something you want to say nah um I mean this this is a really weird thing for me you know what I mean thinking about everything that's going on with um with Demar and uh just you mean what happened to his situations you know what I mean like I mean like you said dude we've seen this stuff on TV a bunch like I mean I played football in high school and junior high like dude I saw people get carted off you know what I mean getting knocked out bones broken. I dude, I've never seen nothing like this before. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, this, like dude, yeah, this, you're talking about was... a extremely healthy 24-year-old man. You know what I mean? Absolute peak physical condition. He was a safety, you know, mm-hmm. and having and look, whether whether it had anything to do with T Higgins um or 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 at least the hit. I'll put it that way. You you, you mean the way the contact happened. I don't I don't hold anything on that. To me, it doesn't hold water, and I certainly would never hold T. Higgins responsible. for no, and, and any and of people, this. and
1: for and before I get into this charity, for as many people, rightfully so, that are you know that are praying and holding positive thoughts for Demar, you got to hold those same thoughts and give those same prayers to T. Higgins because you could see the yeah. shit that he was going through, walking out of that building with his arm wrapped around his mom, crying like he didn't. He did nothing wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. And there's and there's plenty of people. I have an issue um, with Bart Scott had to be the one motherfucker on television that had to go on there on TV on first take and almost kind of sort of put any blame on T Higgins. Like, that's just that's a shit move. But anyway, um, that aside, so people were looking for ways to help because when things like this happen, you know, nobody really knows what to do. You know, you don't know what to do. There's often not much you can do. Um, but what people have found to do is they stumbled upon a GoFundMe um, that is wrapped that is based around Damar Hamlin's charity. So he has a charity; it's called Chasing M's. It's a toy drive. It's a community toy drive. Now, this is what he wrote on it. I'll go with what he wrote first, and then I'll and then I'll read a little bit just so you get a little bit more familiar with uh, with his charity in general. So. DeMar created the Chasing Ems Foundation to use as a vehicle to bring lasting impact to his community. The foundation supports toy drives, back-to-school drives, kids' camps, and more. And um, this is what he wrote when he set set the page up. He said, as I embark on my journey to the NFL, I will never forget where I come from, and I'm committed to using my platform to positively impact the community that raised me. I created the Chasing Ems Foundation as a vehicle that will allow me to deliver that impact. And the first program is the 20, this is from 2020, the 2020 Community Toy Drive. This campaign gives you the opportunity to contribute to our first initiative and positively impact children who have been hardest hit by the pandemic. 100% of the funds raised will go towards the purchase of toys for kids in need. And um, it says, you know, the time to act is now. This was from, you know, back in December then. If you're not able to contribute monetarily, you can support this initiative in other ways. They're accepting donated toys at daycare centers. Thank you so much for supporting me on and off the field. Grateful to have the opportunity to work with you to help make the holiday season a little brighter for the kids in our community. That is from Damar Hamlin himself. Now, the initial goal of this charity was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. As of right now, as of right now, they are approaching seven million. They are at six point eight million dollars right now, and that is including donations from every single NFL. Uh, every single NFL organization. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, along with you're seeing twenty dollars here, that people are literally giving whatever they can. You're seeing twenty dollars, thirty dollars, five dollars, three dollars, you know, all the way up to, you know, people giving you know thousands and thousands. Like I just saw, I think one of the most recent ones, um, like Jim Irsay and the Colts gave. 25,000 and three people are given the extra three because Tamar Hamlin's jersey number is number three. Oh. So if you see that a lot that's why people are doing it. Um, so that is again that is more of the good you know to come from this people are doing you know whatever they can and hopefully you know and he makes it on the other side of this and, and sees that that'll just be something else to make him smile uh, when he you know when he's back. But yeah it was it was very very scary and you know now as uncomfortable as it is there there are some negative things to talk about and but also there are also lessons to be learned too which isn't negative that's always a positive thing so first you know And this actually got sparked because I was watching—I was watching a show, as I often do. I watch a lot of the the sports, um, like debate shows and stuff like that, just to keep up with you know what's happening, what's going around, and you know what people are thinking. And and something that, um, that Nick Wright said on First Things First, and funny enough, he's become one of my favorite, uh, you know, media members and journalists to to listen to. When I he used to be my least favorite, but uh, he said, you know, when things like this happen. You know, there's a large percentage of people that the first thing they want to do is look for something to blame or something to be upset about. So and before this even happened, you you saw it a lot the last couple of years and and I saw it on my own Facebook page and it it made me want to go nuclear on some people is this man is is st- I mean, he's still fighting for his life at this very moment. But he of course, is. in the mo- of course, in the moment, he certainly was fighting for his life and not even five minutes after that happened. I was seeing people on Facebook and all over social media asking what his vaccination status was, because, you know, there's that whole camp that if you got the covid vaccine, you're you're going to have a heart issue. So you had that camp. You had the camp of people immediately that wanted to attack t higgins and there's a large group of people out there that are that are attacking t higgins and his family and sending death threats and like people there was literally there was a screenshot shown of someone asking why he you know why did you kill demar hamlin like why did you try to kill him like what are are we doing so there's you have he was catching
0: he, he was catching the football
1: yeah. Well, they're like, saying like, he, I mean, they're, no, no, like, they're I, saying like, like, you think the dude, you think that like, have you ever played a sport or done anything in real time with adrenaline in your life? Do you think that man thought, I'm going to catch this ball, lower my head, drive it into his chest right over his heart at the right time and try to drop this man?
0: Like, are you like, are you stupid? So beyond fucking stupid.
1: So beyond stupid. Like, that's the, the, the only thing I can think of is just beyond stupid. So you have you have that crowd and then, you know. There was a lot of things happening. Now, I don't agree very much with how the league handled it, but I, I, I'll, I'm I'll, i going to give them this, not a pass, but I'm going to give the slightest bit of grace just because they were dealing with something in real time that they have never had to deal with either. There was no protocol for how they generally go about things like this. So I had heard reports that they had contacted both teams and basically gave them the like, hey, take five and then we're going to get this thing going again. Which is, you want to talk about not being on the same page. Like, you're not even in the same book. You're not even in the same library of where you should be when something like this happens. You shouldn't even be remotely thinking about continue. that. Like, the crime in that is that it took them 40 minutes after he was gone, after he was in the ambulance. To and going, say anything. it took them 40 minutes to postpone the game.
0: Yeah. Um, now, what was great, and I know you're probably going to get on this. Go ahead. Take. what was great was the coaches yeah absolutely and zach taylor, taylor going so you go and ahead. sean mcdermott now sean mcdermott in philadelphia we have a history with him because you know i mean you know i mean he was mm-hmm. you know, he was a coach here in philadelphia he was a specialist coach i believe he was a secondary and then he went to carolina you know what i mean went ahead and became defensive coordinator Defense there and then went to the bills and now he's the head coach obviously doing great things sure is Right after all that happened, the coaches, I mean, met up and I mean, Coach Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott and and McDermott was like, "Yo, I have to go be with Demar." Like, like literally, that's that that was the only thing he said. Only thing he was only multiple, yeah.
1: He's like, "Yo, I have to go
0: there." And Mm. Zach, Taylor, because I mean, Zach Taylor, like like he he talked to the media today, Mm. and you mean, and he was talking about this, and he, I mean, he went ahead and said, like, "Yo." Like there's no there's absolutely no way anybody's coming back out for this game. Like, I mean Yeah, they, they mean they the coaches both, basically they, drew the line in the sand they very both,
1: quickly. Yeah. What I what I saw right after that report came out, and it was from a bunch of people and a bunch of people that I usually trust to get this information from, um, that said both coaches when they got that word, like, you know, five minutes, let's try to wrap it up, they both essentially just said, fuck off. Yeah. Like, we're taking our team and we're out of here. Like, okay good good luck playing a football game with nobody like what are you gonna, to do? Which, gonna kick another, us out of the league what are you gonna do
0: another thing that I do love is the fans the fans in yeah. Cincinnati in that game because they could have been because dude this was this was within six minutes left in the first quarter of the game the game mm-hmm. just started these people paid hundreds of dollars for their tickets you could easily see them being at least upset you know what I mean you, you well you mean not not at the point of like booing or, or mean but like but being like ah all right you know what I mean but like yeah. they like like they were nothing but courteous gracious just just Put good this way. Let, decent human beings. Let's
1: just say this: this wasn't like the uh, the fans in I want to <clears> say it was Toronto uh, a couple years ago in the NBA when Golden State played. Uh, they were playing in the playoffs, and Kevin Durant towards achilles and as he's laying on the ground holding his achilles the entire arena is clapping and cheering so yeah they did they did better than that asshole city um, yeah but um not that asshole city. i actually like toronto very much but uh that just wasn't a, <laughs> just wasn't a good moment for them but um yeah that that was that was very nice to see but um you know, and there were fans that showed up at the hospital after to put, you know, kind of had a Oh, there was a candle candlelight vigil.
0: vigil. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, dude, like that, like, everything going it's, on there it's was nice powerful, to, man. It's
1: nice to see that it's not just the world of football that's rallying around this kid. It's not even just the world of sports at this point. It's everybody that no, seems um, to be rallying around this kid right now.
0: Yeah, President Joe Biden went ahead, mm-hmm. uh, made a phone call to um DeMar's parents. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I believe it was even today, so Wednesday um but i mean like dude there's been there's been nothing but just love and just you know i mean everything coming out to
1: and uh and when this episode does get posted there will be a link for if for anybody that wants to just easily find the the gofundme and and donate absolutely whatever whatever you can should you so choose that's going to be there um what else did i want there was something else that i wanted to to speak on and uh it's escaping me because like this all it, it's it all sucks. It all sucks. There is some positive news that, that I've heard recently, like the most updated news that I've had so far. Uh I know the night that he went there, you know, they had you know, he they had regained his pulse, but he wasn't breathing on his own. Yes. As of late last night, he was dropped down from 100 percent oxygen to 50. So he's slowly starting to breathe on his own again, which is fantastic news. That's awesome. Um. You know, but they're still not going to know. I, I I read something today that they're worried about some potential lung complications, but they didn't really go into detail as as to what that could be. But
0: I mean, look here's There's a to not only are we talking about what happened with the heart, but we also have to remember that his head also. You know what I mean went blah blah on the you know I mean on the turf, yeah. especially you know I mean especially when he went down with his heart stopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know I mean, so you need to go ahead and worry about stuff like that, too. Now, you know I mean, fortunately, he was wearing that helmet at the time, which is made to you know, made to help save your head as much as possible from concussions. But, you know I mean, it is yeah. one of those things that it only does that, so much you know I mean they need to worry mm-hmm. about as well. Yeah. And, um,
1: you know, another good point was brought up by someone else, funny enough, on on the same show that I was talking about. And this is something that, that a lot of people don't think of. You know, you have a lot of ex NFL players now, you know, coming out saying that, like, you know. Not necessarily that it's un- unfortunate because because th- this really wasn't. It's like it was a football injury, but it was it was like a perfect storm of like not necessarily a football injury,
0: but you know it is something that makes that makes the viewing more human. Yeah, you know what but... I mean. Like like I mean, dude, the, we the, talked the, about the point, it.
1: The... The point I'm I'm trying to arrive at before I forget is this this is the NFL. They have the best of the best when it comes to medical and, you know, the team in place to be able to handle things like this when it happens. And the game is inherently extraordinarily dangerous, even this aside. You know, it is extraordinarily dangerous. And, you know, you think about, you know, kids that grew up playing football, whether it's, you know, middle school, high school teams that, like, do they have a medical staff? Sure. Do you think that they're equipped to handle something like this? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe not okay. as effective and as quickly, but
0: with what you're talking about, the one thing I can I can only talk about my experience. Yeah, you know what I mean, because dude, I played from seventh grade till June till uh, junior year of high school. Mm. Especially with the varsity games, there was always a ambulance. There was always an ambulance there. I mean look, there were also multiple cop cars there, you know what I mean? Just just as just a normal thing, but there was always at least one ambulance yeah, they, they there were with medicals that and that dude like you said earlier, seconds 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 are extremely critical in situations like this. And they wasted none. They yeah. wasted none.
1: Yeah, they waste they wasted absolutely none. That's right. And and like I said, that this, you know. And you know that there was a large collective, and and another thing that I saw, and I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna say this kid's name, um, because even though I think he's, I mean, it'd be funny if he ever ended up listening to me, listen to this podcast, because he'd know that I'm talking about him. Uh, I don't even know why I'm still friends with him on Facebook. I'm not even necessarily friends with him in real life, and I think he's just one of the most trash human beings I've ever, like, I'll tell you after we cut off who it is, I one of the most trash human beings I've ever rested my eyes on at any point in time and he you know like his first and to from what i saw his only post about this was not trying to be a dick but this really fucks me in my fantasy championship and i'm just like you are the worst kind of person and it also matters he didn't necessarily say it about this but he is also a COVID denier, one of the people that immediately wants to know if he was vaccinated and we're all clowns and shit. Like he's one of those guys. So this was very on brand is the point that I'm getting at. It was very on brand for him. But the reason I bring that up is because you know there is a large collection of people that just wanted it to be how it normally is. Okay. It was it was a fucked up situation. There's nothing any you guys can do anymore. Like he's in with the medical people, so let's get the game back going again. You know there's a large group of people that were like that. And it's like, just think about this for a second. This is not like you know something you could have seen coming or someone busted a leg or e- even take football out of it you're you're with your family you have a family member that's sick you know at some point something bad is going to happen. This is you're out there I'm out, you're out there playing with your guys with your boys with your friends and you see a 24-year-old kid who was just fine literally fighting for his life. How do you expect them to just go back and want to play a game after that? Yeah. Like where does where does your brain go that you think that that's even remotely something you should be thinking of and that they like, should be prepared to do?
0: Like the compart- like you can't compartmentalize something like this. You can't. You're literally talking about I mean watching somebody almost basically die on live TV. If you think about it and you want to
1: go with the technicality, technically he, he did die. They yes. had to restart his heart. Yes. So yes, like technically, like this man, like you literally, like like normally it's a joke when people do that whole Mr. Chow thing from Hangover, but did he die? And usually it's pretty funny. Like this is one of situations where like, okay, well now the answer to that is yes. And you still have the same outlook. Like yes, this dude legitimately just died. They had to bring him back and you just want him packed up, sent to the hospital and everybody else to just rally it together and... And play a game, and and like that—that's the worst. See, side
0: and see, but here, see here thing. That's the word, game. It's a fucking game. It's a game. Yes, this is a game.
1: Yes, yes, it is. And 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 yes, we recognize that we are literally like we are a podcast that that is focused on sports, but that does not mean that sports come before everything. Sports do not come before people's lives. Like this hell is not, no people's health people's family this is like this is still a game it's entertaining it's entertainment but that that's it that's all it is you know what i mean yeah
0: that's the thing man yo it's... the entertainment goes away when you know what i mean when when somebody's life becomes on the line
1: like just like just because you're and maybe you have an argument in fact you do have an argument you know if you're one of those people in the camp that oh they get paid an exorbitant amount of money to play a kid's game fine i agree with you but regardless take that out of it just because you are butthurt that they make a certain amount of money to play a game when realistically let's be honest out of how many people use that argument how many of you think would turn that money down if they were fortunate enough to be skilled in that game to get paid to play it you think they'd be giving money back Not to
0: mention can i say something though good yeah absolutely he was a sixth round pick yeah he's getting next to nothing yeah. plus he's only been in the league for 2 years which means he don't even get a fucking pension if he never plays a single game again and his life has been utterly destroyed by this there is no way for him to yeah. recover from it especially the only, financially yeah. the
1: the the only I, I i agree with what you're saying and and i, I believe like, most of the time just, i believe oh most of God. the time that is the case i do believe that the buffalo bills organization would take
0: care of him and make sure that he's not
1: Look, they don't. Look, but they if don't the have bills, to. That's the
0: point. If the Bills that's organization the didn't, you know, goddamn well, Bills Mafia would. Yeah, but but that's you know what point. I mean? And, and, but yeah, yeah, it yeah, highlights what like you're what saying. You, said, like, though, you shouldn't have to,
1: though. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, so like take that angle out of it, that the you being bitter that they make so much money like this to play a game. Say you're at work. Say you're one of the lucky people. Funny enough, like I like I am, that that works with a family member. And something horrific, say you work with a family member and you know they suffer a stroke or, or a heart attack, like is something something major and they get taken to the hospital and your boss just comes in and says, you know, go outside, take a breather, take five, and then I need you to get back to work. Would you not desire to punch your boss in the fucking throat, if not actually do it? <laughs> or at least give a fuck off, absolutely not, and run to the hospital? So like the fact that people even think, they don't think that's the problem, um,
0: well, that, no that, they they try their best not to look at these, not to look at the players as human beings, human because beings. Yeah. because then yeah yeah because then there is a moral, there, you mean there's then there's a moral there's level a morality you clause, need to
1: hit. <laughs> yeah there's a morality but, clause. I
0: mean when you look at them as just, you mean just basically you mean little monkeys playing some bullshit game, then you can go ahead and look at it any way you want. Yeah, it's uh it's it's crazy, and it you know, and this
1: now hopefully I'm you know now i would like to get back you know on the on the on the good track of here if should he want to i am very hopeful that he has a similar experience to chris pronger now for anyone who is not uh, familiar with chris pronger now i'm not going to say exactly the same because more information does still have to come out with like there's a lot of it was most likely this most likely that but nobody really really knows for sure what exactly happened whether a heart attack happened as a result of the hit or whether a heart attack happened just happened and the the hit just you know what caused the heart attack yada 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 no nobody really knows 100 percent yet but chris pronger had a very similar situation he was a defenseman in the nhl and i think it was about probably about 20 years ago at this point
0: actually Um, i saw a tiktok today it was 20 years ago that's funny wow i actually i didn't realize that so you saw that you see the video of it I saw the video. I saw something about Pronger, and I'm like, "You just you didn't watch it."
1: So, oh, so are you hearing this? No, because
0: time? well, well, no. Dude, yo, I I already saw him down, and I'm like, I like I, I just don't yeah, need so, to see this type of shit well, today. Yeah,
1: yeah, he took a he took a slap shot to the chest. Like he was he was blocking a shot, mm. and it hit him right over the heart. And it was literally almost the same exact thing. Like right away, it seemed like nothing even happened. He took a couple of strides, he was skating to the bench, and then just collapsed on his face. And Same thing happened. They had to come out. They had to give him CPR, all that stuff, get him revived, get him to the hospital. And uh, like I said, the silver lining here is, you know, for anyone that knows Chris Pronger, he, you know, he was, you know, able to get back, get healthy. He played another 12 years in the NHL after that, made it all the way to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So you you hope that should DeMar still, and nobody, 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 at least with with a brain, should fault him for a second if he decides, if he is healthy, that he no longer wants to play this game again. That is well within his right and nobody should critique him for that or criticize him for that. But should he decide that he wants to continue playing, hopefully he has the same type of situation. This is something that they can get right and he can resume a a long, healthy career. Um, And that's obviously what we're pulling for, you know, whatever, you know, whatever he wants to do. But yeah, it's, you know, as much as we wanted to do, you know, just a normal cast, it's just, it's not, a normal time in the world of sports right now. No, it's just, it's just not when you think about like, you know, I mean, think about it. we're sitting here talking about, and we are going to get this, you know, some other sports stuff. And while we're sitting here doing that, you know, his family's sitting with him in a hospital, just hoping to God that he survives. So yeah. it just doesn't seem like the right time. So we're actually, we're not even going to, you know, this is the biggest thing going on all in sports right now, but certainly in football. So we're not even going to have our usual Eagles segment. You know, the, the bulk, of what we were going to give you is, you know, Eagles giants play on Sunday. You know, we're already in the playoffs, so it's not like we're eliminated if we don't win the game. But we win it. We get home field throughout. So that's about as important as that gets. Um, which, again, Agreed. in context with everything we just talked about doesn't seem very important at all. Um, But, you know, that's where that is. And now we're going to do our best to try to get back to a little bit of what we normally do here. Get a little bit more upbeat, talk about some stuff. But, you know, again, our, you know, our thoughts and prayers are, are with him and his family and his teammates and, and, you know,
0: everybody. Honestly, everybody, everybody that involved. was, everybody involved, everybody that's feeling it <clears throat> yeah. like, yo, like yeah. I'm, my heart's with you. My thoughts are with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like for real, like, so it's is something I'm still having a hard time. Just wrapping my head around to be honest with you. Like, it's just, it's, it's been weird. It's the, it's, you know, for everything that's good,
1: it's, you know, it's it's the worst side of sports is basically what we saw. And again, this wasn't I don't even necessarily know that I can qualify it as a sports thing because I don't know that like the hit is what caused it, but it may have. Been. It probably was. I mean, it probably was. Actually, it's just a it's just a really unfortunate situation. But for as much as you love sports like this is the horrible shit that happens. Thankfully, occasional, like not as often. Thank God, because that would really suck but this was just horrifying and and also i also want to give and I, I didn't mean to leave this out credit to the entire commentary team too because they had to deal with that shit in real time and they have to speak and tell people what's going on and they did a fantastic job of keeping people you know up on what was happening and doing a great job of uh, not continuously showing the replays and stuff like that because you don't need to keep seeing that it's like this and that's like, dude i, this I fa- still this have yet to see it this fad that we have with social media of like people feeling that it's necessary to post clips of like people getting killed or horrible things happening and constantly showing it for shock value. Like, yeah, like yo, that I just shows to how desensitized we are as a, as a, as a people, but
0: I haven't seen it yet. And I'll be completely honest with you. I, do I not saw it once and that before.
1: was enough. Like I, I wanted to see it once because I wanted to have an idea of what happened, but I don't mm-hmm. need to fucking see it. Five, six, seven, eight times. Like I've seen it. I understand what went down, how it looked. That's enough. You don't need to keep replaying it. Um. So they did a great job of of doing as, that. And, and, honest, and trust me, and this is and this is from somebody who really. And if you're from Philadelphia, which if you're listening to us, more than likely you, <laughs> there's a chance that you, that you are at least close to the area. You understand why someone from around here wouldn't want to give any props ever to Joe Buck, but he did a phenomenal job as well. <laughs> so. You know, hats off to just everybody that was involved in, in in that whole situation. But um, all right, now that we have you know wrapped that up a bit, why don't we move on to what's well, your call? Since we skipped, you. Are we can start with the
0: Flyers. Are we can start with the Sixers. So, you know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Um, you know, some let's do uh let's do a little bit of Flyers right now. Okay. I mean, Sixers game is still going on right now. I mean, they're up, which is good. So, I mean, let's let's keep that good wave going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. And then we'll, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and let's do some flyers.
1: Okay. So, again, you know, as is going to be the case moving forward, if there ever is, you know, a week we have to take off for one reason or another. To save you guys from hearing us talk for two, three hours, we're not going to discuss every single game that we miss because we could be talking about eight, nine of them. So, we'll just go a little bit more recent and – for better, for the worse, or for better or for worse. I'm sorry. The Flyers have uh, actually won a couple games recently. They're on a two-game winning streak. Whoop whoop. Um whoop. They beat the whoop. Sharks four-three in overtime, and then just uh, was it last night or was it Monday? Um, they beat the Ducks four to one. Not necessarily that that's anything great because the Ducks and San Jose Sharks are two of the only teams. Two of the very few teams that are actually worse than us. So <laughs> take what you want out of that. You know, we're we're sitting pretty at, one, two, six, at the seventh worst team in the league. We are firmly in the basement. That is probably where we will stay. And uh, I'll tell you what. It's getting tougher and tougher to watch them win games because, and this is why. So we all know, I've been saying it every episode since we started this fucking thing, is that I want Connor Bedard. He's going to be the first overall pick. I want him. I want the Flyers to suck, especially because we kind of already do like this. Like this isn't a tank. I'm not telling them to tank. We don't have to. We are really not that good. This is so, our process. We, so <laughs> the fact that they're trying to win games, this bad. the fact that they're trying to win games bugs me. But here's why it's hitting me super hard right now, because as the hockey season is going on right now, what is also going on is the IHF World Junior Championships and who is playing. Connor Bedard is playing for Canada and I've been watching all these games so I've been watching what they're doing and um you know you've got guys that are you know 3 4 years older that have you know that have already been drafted and stuff like that you know that are just happy to have you know 6 7 points in the tournament Connor Bedard at his ripe old age of what is he 17 16 I don't even know if he's 17 yet <laughs> or maybe is you know I'll look that up let me let me look up his age but but anyway at his ripe old age of whatever it is uh he had 7 points just in one game the other day
0: in the international tournament. He's 17. He's 17. Okay. He was born in 05. So, yeah. God damn. That's He's horrible yeah. to say.
1: He's the fact that he was born after you 2005. graduated. 2005. Yes. You graduated 04,
0: right? Yes. Shut yeah. up. So
1: he, yeah, he was born after you graduated. Shut up. It's cool. It ain't that much better for me. He fucking he 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 was born the year before I graduated. whoop de woo <laughs> But Anyway, yeah, he was one of the very few players to be given um, exceptional status to be able to play in um, in juniors, being as young as he is. Uh, because I believe you have to... I forget what the... When I when to say it's 16. You have to be to be able to even play in juniors to begin with. Some people were given uh, exceptional status to be able to play when they're you know 15. Connor McDavid had it. I believe Crosby had it. Gretzky, I believe, had it. And now, Connor... It's a great company to be in. So I'm forced to Absolutely. watch the Flyers win while watching him tool the entire international tournament knowing that you have to lose to get him. (laughs) So It's been kind of driving me nuts. And um, I'm actually going to send something to Wes right now while I'm talking so he can get just a little bit of an idea of what's going on because they were actually facing elimination early, Canada was. They were down to... uh...
0: Oh, they were facing it earlier, they was? Um, Sorry. They were facing... (laughs) Oh, you messed me up!
1: <laughs> they were they were facing elimination against, um, what team was it? So uh, I want to say it was Slovakia. I want to say, and I'm going to send Wes a video of the game winner that he scored in overtime to win this game. Because of course, who else? <laughs> who else was going to score the goal besides Connor Bedard to win the to win the game in overtime? I mean, look, they and only yeah. looked to one guy. Yeah, the, the youngest guy on the team. Okay, and it is coming <laughs> to you right now. So yeah, so while the Flyers are playing well, it's not necessarily in their best interest, but some little some little, you know, stories within the bigger story that are good is Morgan Frost is continuing to take that ascent that we wanted. He's been playing great. A lot of guys are playing great, which is what you want. But um it's uh it's tough out here in these in these flyer streets watching Connor Bedard mark everybody, and you know we're just deciding to win games, so that's frustrating.
0: Did you send it via text message or Instagram? Oh, in- Instagram, Instagram. Okay, it's uh, yeah,
1: it was that's Instagram. That's why. Video. But yeah, so the flyer. Are... Fly- that, that's how I get on my
0: fly. That's how I get on my all my uh, hockey videos via Instagram from this guy.
1: Fair enough. So, yeah, aside from those two games that they won against Anaheim and, and San Jose, the two teams in the basement. Oh, jeez. Um, Yo, come on. Yeah, it's just unfair, right? It's basically, it was the tail end of a power play, and he just dangles two people and completely undresses the goaltender. Completely.
0: <sighs> um, One.
1: Swoop. Two. Swoop. Net. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I also think I actually missed the gold medal game, damn it, but I'm pretty sure Canada won. Pretty sure they are the world champs. Shocker, but um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to change life for whatever franchise gets him. So, but yeah, that that's basically it for the Flyers. I mean, they're win some, lose some. The only games they're really winning are games against teams that are below them in the standings. Hopefully that trend continues. Again, I love the Flyers. They're my favorite team. I don't often root for them to lose. This is just a, a, a very specific year with a specific player that would help a lot. But that's it for some uh, on the ice shit, unless you got anything for
0: me. Um, only thing I wanted to talk about was I saw that Carter Hart got put on IR. He actually just got taken off, I believe. I believe he finally just... Oh, back, sorry. Him. Back from IR. Back from I have to IR. make a decision between uh, Erickson yeah. and Sandstrom. Yeah, absolutely. Into so, which Erickson yeah, so. uh, looks like he's been doing pretty good over, um, you mean over that Cali trip. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I'm just
1: looking at something. I was just no, at some uh, of the, some
0: of the No, 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 players. it's all good. So cuz I mean we've been holding Sandstrom um sitting behind Hart. You know what I mean lately, right? You know I mean that you know I mean that's what it was. It w- yeah,
1: that that was the one two punch and Sandstrom was having his struggles, so Urson being the third guy in the rotation then became and you know, he stepped right in and has played pretty damn well. He's played pretty okay. well, I think. So I think what you're telling me is that is it we probably need- should be Urson. Probably should. But, be. but you for don't- your liking, For my liking, I want you to play Sandstrom from every game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want you to play whoever gives us the best chance to lose. (laughs) This is basically what 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 I'm saying. It's so tough to talk about. Like, it's so rough that we like I love doing this podcast because I love talking sports. But it's so rough that we started a Philly sports podcast right at a time where my favorite Philly sports team, I just want them to lose. (laughs) Like, it's such a strange time for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a little off. It's a little off.
1: It, It really is. It really is. But now, at least, we can jump into a team where, yeah, that that's the excitement in my voice. Oh, man. We can jump into a team that I'm excited to talk about. Philadelphia 76ers, baby.
0: All right. We're up by four right now. Rocking and rolling.
1: How much time left?
0: Uh, 4.37. 4.37. I'm going to pull the game right, up I'm my gonna phone. At, I'm
1: going to look at the stat line here and see. I'm just
0: going to pull up my sport. Like, I got it on uh a... How about to say, yo, dude, yo, for the love of God, we both know they ain't gonna be th- this game ain't gonna be a uh, prime time game. So, <laughs> do we? Did Joel
1: Embiid get hurt or is he not playing?
0: Oh no, no, no. He, no, no, he's a he's he's a he's a scratch for tonight. He was he was oh, a thank sick. Thank God.
1: Okay. Because as soon as I go and I see that the leading score is James Harden, like I'm happy. But usually it's Joel Embiid. So when I don't see Joel Embiid's well, yeah. game, I get really nervous. But and I uh, got you. So, I got you. I got you. So. Look at Maxi out here with 15, 5, and 4. 5 for 10 from the field. Nice and efficient. Oh, you know why we're up without Embiid? You know why we're up? Bench points. 11 from Niang. 16 from Montrez. 5 from Teese. 13 from Milton. That's devil's in the details right there. And those are, those are the details because... Shit. Because you got yeah, we, another 0 yo, yo, we from, have like
0: 8 players that are sitting in double digits.
1: Yeah, Harris has fifteen, Maxi with fifteen, Harden with twenty six, Melton with eleven, Niang with eleven, Harold sixteen, Milton thirteen.
0: Let's fucking go. Let's go.
1: Hopefully hopefully they can finish that out. But but uh anyway, so yeah, the Sixers. The Sixers have been doing great. Um they are, let's see. In their last ten, they are let's just we just beat the Pelicans. I'm pretty sure we won like eight of ten, because let's see, we got Since we lost to the Rockets in the second overtime, we've got beat the Hornets, beat the Kings. We're six
0: and two in our last eight since our last podcast.
1: We're six and two. Yeah. And that's some phenomenal wins. You've got a win over the Clippers, which is a great win, a win against the Knicks, which used to not be a great win, but with how they were rolling, that's a good one. Losing to the Wizards. Yo, that
0: Christmas game, my God.
1: Yeah. Losing to the Wizards ain't great. Um, the Pelicans are a good team. They beat us. But then, you know, we beat the Thunder right after that. And then we just got back at the Pelicans the last game. And now here we are, you know, one up on on the Pacers. So they're playing good. You know, you know, what's kind of frustrating. Hmm. Listen, let me pull up these stats real quick, because it's it really, really is super frustrating to me.
0: We're only up by one now. Um. OK, so Joel Embiid right
1: now for the season is averaging 33 and a half, 33 and a half points, 9.8 rebounds, 4.6 assists. So let's just round, so let's just round up. He's averaging 34, 10 and five. He's not even in. And, and by the way, that 33.5 is good for being the, the leading the league leader in, in average uh, points per game average in the entire league. Yeah. So he's leading the entire league in points per game. So he's 33, 10 and five on a team. Right now, that is what are, what are we right now in the standings? We are 22 and 14, 22, 22 and 14, trending in the right direction. He wasn't even in the top five of the latest MVP poll. Not even in the top five. I want to know how I'm starting, and I'm starting to believe, especially after the last two seasons and him getting definitely snubbed last season. Maybe the first season it was tough to go against Jokic, but last season to go back to back with Jokic with what. Joel Embiid did is, is, is a crime to me. And the fact that he's improving upon what he did last year and now even better assisting the ball, um, I am of the mindset that for whatever reason, I, for whatever reason, he will never win an MVP. The league just doesn't want to give it to him. They just don't want to. I, like, I don't just... know why. It's it's surprising because of how much like everyone that talks about him loves him and his, his personality, his character. He's so outgoing and fun. And obviously a ridiculously good basketball player on a very like I could understand if he was putting up these numbers and we were out of a playoff spot or, you know, just, you know, in the basement, basically. But it's just it's baffling to me that he can be playing as good as he is and not even be in the top five of an MVP vote or an MVP poll. That's a crime, in my opinion. But the team has been so much fun to watch.
0: It makes no sense. Like, like that. He's like he's easily, you mean know, one of the top forwards in the league. Like, top, if I had to, and this is this two. Is,
1: this is no, this is no homer shit at all. He's the, he's the best big in basketball, and I don't even think it's very close. I really don't because, you know. Ah, eh, okay. I won't say that it's not very close because Jokic is a damn good player. And it's like what Jokic doesn't like, where Embiid, where Jokic has the advantage assisting the ball. He's a very good passer for a big. He's not as good a defender as Embiid. He's not as agile as Embiid. You know, he doesn't have the the finishing ability. He's a better shooter, but he can't finish as good. Um. So yeah, they're 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 one and two, but it's like them two and everybody else as far as bigs go. Um. But it's, it's like the same cast of characters. And it almost seems like when it's the same cast of characters, it seems like it doesn't even matter where their teams are. Like Kevin Durant, and rightfully so, if he's averaging 33, 34, you know, whatnot, he should be in the MVP discussion. And I'm not saying that because he is. I don't actually know. But the point I'm about to get at is if, he, if, you, if you put a different person's name by those stats that Embiid has, it it doesn't even matter where their team is. If Kevin Durant is averaging 35, 10, and five and his team's eight and fifteen, I guarantee you he's still in that discussion because it's Kevin Durant. Same thing with Giannis. Same thing with Steph. Same thing with Braun. If they're putting up those numbers, it, it almost doesn't matter where their team is, and uh, and it's 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 frustrating because like what what more can the guy possibly do? Are you holding postseason success? against him which is supposedly should have nothing to do
0: with an MVP award for a regular season <laughs> see and that you said that I was literally just about to say where did do, where does that come from because you get the MVP during the postseason the yeah. MVP is I mean it's 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 given out during the postseason which means that it is a, it is about the regular season yeah it is a regular season award
1: that is why they have the MVP and then they have finals MVP there you go you won Finals MVP you gotta make it to the finals. Unfortunately for Joe, he hasn't made it, so that's fine. But as far as regular I MVP, mean, like what more is he supposed to be doing? Uh I, I don't know. Um baffling. But Sixers have been looking great. They are so much damn fun to watch, and even more so now that Maxie came back. It was so nice watching Maxi back. We're losing,
0: aren't we? <laughs> Not oh my god, how the fuck did he miss that layup? Wow. Who missed what? Uh, one of the Pacers missed a layup, but uh, I mean, look, we are down by one, but there's almost um, three minutes left. This uh, Matherin kid on uh, the Pacers, Ooh, has, been,
1: shit. has really been fucking. He's not playing great this game, but <laughs> he's been doing good. Um, but yeah, they they've been they've been fun to watch, man. But it was it was fun watching Maxi come back at home for the first time and seeing just the warm reception he got from the fans was was fun to see. Um. But yeah, what? So you got you got anything for me? Uh, any any shit to chew on for the Sixers segment? Honestly,
0: Wes is like balls deep in this game right now. He's like vegging out. Oh my god, you have no idea. You have no fucking idea. But no, yo, honestly, like yo, that shit, that MVP talk just kind just. Oh, I, you know, I'm a man of my word.
1: This is gonna taste like vinegar coming out but i'm gonna say it i own an apology to doc rivers i'm not gonna apologize and say i think he's a great coach because that'd just be a lie i don't think he is but i said i thought he would be canned by christmas here we are january 4th and he's still here i was wrong <laughs> team's playing good
0: there you go oh, that tasted man. terrible yeah i bet it did i bet tasted it terrible. Did. oh here you go so uh max did maxi start this game this game yes okay i believe so um the first game that he came back he had you I mean they, they had him on the bench and he was just coming in as relief um what what do what do you think about that strategy
1: having him come off in, in relief yeah see well one i didn't see kind of help uh, him I get see. his legs back but you mean you well, yeah. may not thrown I mean, straight I into the wall unfortunately that unfortunately that was right in the throes of my son being sick and both my wife and I being literally exhausted to the point of tears. So uh, I didn't get to see that game, but uh, pr- pretty standard protocol. And, and I'm, and I'm glad they did it, especially they normally do it for any injury, but especially when it's a lower body injury, anything, you know, feet, legs, something like that, you go on a minutes restriction, you come in and just kind of ease your way back in. Cause the last thing you want to do is go zero to a hundred. Cause wow. Like some people don't realize that even though people are cleared to practice huge difference in you know tempo and shit like that in a a real game as opposed to a practice so the last thing you want is the franchise as they've dubbed him to uh (laughs) um to go out and especially him because you know like he only has one speed and it's zero to 100 so like that's a kid you got to save him from himself West just did like a low key fist bumps or like yes, fist bumps. Um, so I'm assuming something decent just happened. I
0: know we do, yeah, just got a three to put us up by one minute 38 who, left. Who who hit it? Um, uh, Was it Elton?
1: Melton? Did you say Melton?
0: Might have been Mel- Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have been Melton. Fuck. Now they're um, up by two. Fuck. They just hit a three. They hit a three too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it.
1: It's, hey, bro, no Joel Embiid. This is one of those potential gimmies. You know, if, if, if like if you win it, it's great. But
0: look, if you win it, that's like, yeah. I mean, that's like straight. Yeah, that's a fucking think, fantastic you fucking think, team you win. Think, that is a team think,
1: fucking win. You think more than likely we're losing to the Pacers but oh, down by four now. But you think we're losing by four if we have Joel Embiid? Probably not. Oh fuck no. Probably not. So I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. But,
0: <laughs> um. No, because yo, yeah, I thought did. that was I thought that whole thing with Maxi was interesting. You know I mean, having him come off the bench, because I mean, you never hear about him when you hear about somebody like you know I mean having their minutes. You know what I mean, like limited, restricted. Yeah, like I mean, you know about it, you hear about it, and you know I mean you pay attention to it. But with Maxi coming off the bench, you know I mean you're doing the same thing. Yeah, but you know I mean, but it feels like it, it just feels like a, a more natural. That. You know I mean it, honestly, it's, it's, it's like more of a natural motion. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm glad. I, I want them to let him,
1: you know, work his way back in, and uh, hopefully, the Sixers do not let their guard down because their schedule coming up for at least the next five or six games, there is no excuse for them not to win every single game. We have a stretch of just dog meat, bro. Coming yeah, up. man,
0: you got the you got the Bulls. Then you got the,
1: the sixty. You got the sixteen and twenty-one Bulls. The ten and thirty Pistons back to back. Yeah, we the do a home and, and home 20- with them. Yep. The 16 and 21 Thunder, who are a little spunky, so that, that could be a tough one. The 19 and 21 Jazz, the Jazz I mean, are fi- I remember when I mean, we started we, this dude, podcast. We just,
0: we just won against the Thunder, though.
1: Yes, we did. Um the the 19 and 21 Jazz who have finally come back to Earth after that hot start that nobody saw coming. And the 16 and 21 Lakers. So up until you get to the that Clippers game on Tuesday, the 17th, all of these games should be wins. No doubt. So I
0: mean, I mean, especially if you have you know, what I mean, the give me the front five.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and even you shouldn't even need them for the Pistons games, because they're they're ten, not only are they ten and thirty, their best player had season-ending surgery. So yeah, they, like there's no reason to lose those games. Um, but and that that should have them. You know, sitting sitting pretty. And, and that Lakers game coming up just just reminds me, man, we are what a, as far as sports go and when we were born, what a freaking time to be alive. And you can look across all sports we just witnessed, regardless of the team. And now I hate the fucking pinstripes, but we just got to witness Aaron Judge be the home run king. In the AL. And yes, he's the home run king because the motherfucker did without steroids. I don't care about whoever, you know, hit more because they were <laughs> juiced to the gills. So he is the true home run king. We got to witness. We got to witness that. We are going to, barring something crazy, witness Alex Ovechkin passing the great Wayne Gretzky in goals at some point in the next couple of years. And basketball this season, barring injury, we're about to witness LeBron James be the all-time leader in points when he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem's got, yeah. I want to say, it's like 38,387. I think LeBron's like 482 back, which on his current pace, which is crazy considering he's 38 and in year 20, he's uh on pace, he'll probably break it in the next 16 to 20 games because he's he averages 27 a game. And the last two games, he's averaged 40. So... Um, <laughs> It's it's insane, and people don't put enough respect on his name because, like, it's. Think about this; it's crazy enough to think that he's doing this in year twenty, right? The age thing, the age thing's impressive as well. But like, there's, I mean, you could be thirty eight but only play five seasons. So like, the toll is not going to be the same on your body. But he's thirty eight while having played twenty seasons. But his twenty seasons are not anybody else's twenty seasons because remember another record that he had was the 10 trips to the finals. So he almost has an extra three or four season, two or three seasons just in postseason games than most yeah, players have.
0: You're not wrong.
1: So he's doing all that. So, and I only bring that up because, you know, we've, you know, we've got them coming up. I think like six games from now. Yep. January Lakers, 15th. And he's been putting up a show, but like what a time, like literally all time leading goal scorer. We could see get past all time leading score in basketball. We could see get past. We just watched the home run shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. Tom Brady, we've already witnessed, break damn near every fucking quarterback record you can fucking have. <laughs> so, and he don't look to be fucking stopping anytime soon. Dude's probably still going to win a fucking playoff game. But uh,
0: I still don't want to deal with
1: him. I still don't yeah, want to deal I, with I, him at all. I bet, I bet you you want him to win a playoff game, though. Because you know he locked in against the Cowboys. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, look, I, like I said, I don't want to deal with him. But that don't mean I don't want him to, kick some cowboy ass though
1: it's so crazy this has nothing to do with basketball we're about to wrap this up that's the only reason i'm bringing up the hilarious thing about tom brady is the man is 45 years old by his standards not necessarily having the greatest season but is still having those tom brady fourth quarter moments and it's so crazy that he's 45 going on 46 not having the world's greatest season and you still don't want to see him in the postseason he still makes you nervous. Yes. That's crazy. And I'm not even just talking about you. I mean, like the world as a whole. Like he still Dude, makes you nervous.
0: <laughs> yo, it is the exact same thing as never wanting to see Sidney Crosby in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I no, don't. Not a, I still I don't.
1: Don't. Yeah, I still don't.
0: <laughs> it's the same thing about He's not wanting to see old. the Celtics in the fucking playoffs. Like I just yeah, don't. There's a certainty te- like they like they just find a way to spoil
1: shit for you. But Tom Brady just spoils <laughs> a lot of people's shit. But yeah, like for us specifically, like Crosby, like he's great against everybody, but he he ruins shit for us. He, the Celtics yeah. ruin shit for us. <laughs> yeah, they do it with us in mind. Boston as a whole does shit to us in every sport, <laughs> and goddamn it, Tom even did it in fucking football. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but, you're not wrong. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, just just to wrap up, the Sixers shit—they're looking great again. If if they handle business as they should, you know. Well, we're about the to, we're going he,
0: into OT, so um, sweet. But um,
1: yeah, as as they go on, hopefully, you know, those, they get those five, six wins. And that could be the difference between, you know, where are we at in the standings or in our conference? Okay. In our conference right now, we're fifth in the conference and we're only four games back from being in the in first place. So I don't know who these teams have on their schedule, but we rack up five, six wins. That could be the difference between jumping from like fifth to second or third.
0: Well, I mean, not to mention with, I mean, like after the uh, Lakers game, I mean, we hit the Cavs pretty early on in that next run of, of tough games. You I mean Cavs yeah. are sitting at number four right now.
1: Yeah, and, and look and looking at the Celtics, like this is why you have to take advantage of a weak portion of your schedule and you have to take care of the teams that you should beat. Because while I looked at our next five or six, you look at Boston's next five or six. They've got the 22 and 16 maps. That's a tough game. They have a gimme with the Spurs and a potential gimme with the Bulls, but the Bulls always play them tight. Then they have a game against the 23 and 14 Pelicans. Then they have the 25 and 12 Nets. Then yeah. they have easy peasy against the Hornets, but then they got Warriors, Raptors. So while we have a kind of cake five or six, there's some potential losses mixed in for the teams ahead of us. So by this time, uh, you know, not only just next week, but I'd say two weeks from now, we could be sitting in a, in a much different spot. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So <laughs> we are we're gonna skip the uh, the around the world's por- uh the around the world of sports portion of the show because we don't really care about what's going on in the world of sports right now. As long as you know Demar Hamlin's still in the hospital fighting for his life, that's all we really care about. So that's where we're gonna keep our focus when it comes to that. Um, hot takes, man. They have been. You know what pisses me off and i'm finally getting to talk about it i'm finally getting to talk about it so go figure because this is how hot takes have been going so last week we played fuck did the eagles play last week play the saints saints oh okay, um I'm looking... what is the was it that week or was the week it had to be the week before had to be the week before. Um. Oh yeah. So the last time we did hot takes was two weeks ago, and do you remember what my take was? And this is why it pisses me off. Remember, I had two. I had two. I said if, um, if Jalen Hurts plays, I have yep. Eagles over Cowboys. Um. If, um, no, that's not what I said. No, I said if Jalen plays, I have Texans over Titans. There you if go, Min that's Minshew, what it was. If, Min, if Minshew plays, I'm calling Eagles over Cowboys. Minshew plays, Eagles lose to the Cowboys. But what happens? The Texans still beat the fucking Titans. So I had that one. one. I should have just rode with it. I should have just <laughs> went
0: with it. You were riding so high on the Minshew wagon, that's all. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, all. All right, so
1: let's do a little look ahead here, see if we can get a... uh, All right, you know what? Damn it, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I think it would happen in typical Cowboys fashion. When you least expect it, they will let you down. They will lose to the Commanders and their third-string quarterback. Because I was Carson just Wentz about to say that. Yeah, Carson, Carson, yeah Wentz. Carson Wentz got benched and people all of a sudden assumed they were they were benching him for Heineke, but they are not benching him for Heineke. They are benching him for uh what's what's his face? What the hell is that kid's um, name? I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. Sam Howell. Yeah. So, 22-year-old Sam Howell. Very first game is going to be running for his life for Micah Parsons. So, but I'm still calling it. I was going to go Raiders over Chiefs, which is a more realistic one because the Ra- the Chiefs have found themselves in very, very strange late-game situations against teams that they shouldn't be. They had to pull out a miracle. They had to pull out miracles to beat the Texans, the Broncos, the... I believe the Titans played them close, too. And then some of the teams that they lost to. So I was going to go Ravens over Chiefs, but I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm, I'm going to go Commanders over Cowboys because, you know, they're already looking. The whole sports world is already looking for the Eagles to lose and the Cowboys to win, and that is why. Because when it matters most, the Cowboys will let you down. So, I mean, I mean, re- regardless, their their ceiling is that is the first round anyway. So. Either way they're one and done in the postseason.
0: But I love hearing yeah. that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm gonna good with go that co- either way.
1: Yeah. I'm going Commanders over Cowboys.
0: Okay. Um, you know what? I was gonna go Jags over Titans for a lot of reasons, but you know what I mean it's mainly because really.
1: that's not even really a hot
0: take. Well, <laughs> see, and then I was thinking about it and I'm looking, I'm going, you know something? I'm gonna take them Falcons. I want them Falcons to beat the Bucks. In Hot Atlanta, are
1: you fucking crazy? Like Matt Ryan already don't have fucking demons when? Oh, Matt Ryan, he's not on Falcons. Matt over. Ryan ain't even I'm there. Sorry. I was about to say I was like Matt. I was like that Matt Ryan. I mean, Mariota's there right now,
0: but I'm. All right, but yo, that's yo, that's what I got for you, man. I got the Falcons right. over the Bucks.
1: Falcons over Bucks. Where is that game? Is that game in Atlanta? In, is that in Atlanta? Team? In Atlanta. Oh, so it's just going to hurt. Mercedes
0: Benz Stadium. Okay.
1: All right. Mark it down. At this point, we're just trying to see who the first one is that's going to get a hot take, right? Because either way, by the time this these sports season's over, we're probably going to be a combined two for 80. So
0: You're probably <laughs> The way right. it's looking. I mean, look. The way it's looking. Look, when you're bad, you're bad. And goddamn it, we're bad. All right. So <laughs> let me go ahead and let y'all know where you can find us. So you can email us at phillygrit7 at gmail.com. Other place you can find us is Twitter. That is at Philly Grit 7. And Andy is still working on the Instagram. But when you. guess guesses? Him... Well, <laughs> that's what, guesses what I'm about to say. Yo, Yo, when you get there, guess what? Just type in Philly Grit 7. And then you got you us. us. <laughs> you got us. Yeah. Nice and easy, you know. Nice and easy. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> All right, y'all. So everybody, please be good. Stay safe. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Um. love y'all appreciate y'all as always so be fine be fun be fucked up and as always stay gritty stay gritty y'all peace